Greetings, Amigaps, and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every episode, is your co-host, Michael. He's looking good. His hair is growing back in. Uh, he's wearing a t-shirt that he uh, got when uh, on a very nice uh, weekend senior year. It's bringing back good memories for me. We're in a good mood. We're in an especially good mood because we are also joined by two additional guests. One of them is a veteran. You know Cam well from his various pods. The other is a newcomer to the pod. We have Dave on the line. He is Cam's friend from school and also uh, a good friend of our group in general. This is the first time ever that we have four people in different places doing a podcast together. So we're making top 10 history here. Cam and Dave have made a list together. It's a top 10 list. Mike and I have no idea what the topic is. We're equal parts excited and scared. Who knows what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about it in some fashion, though. And by the end of this episode, we will have arrived at a definitive top 10 list. So Cam and Dave... What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, thanks for that introduction, Kyle. This is the first time we've got two guests on here. I didn't, I couldn't really believe that. Like when you said, oh, we've never done that before. I was like, oh shit, is that even possible? I, I for some reason, I feel like you've had like Allegis and. Yeah, but the difference is that like Allegis was sitting right next uh, to me. I guess so. Yeah. This, this is, is we're four making, locations. We're making history. The four locations is craziness. Desperate we times. We got history. We're making history. Okay, well, listen, Dave and I had a lot of ideas coming up for this podcast some more explicit than others i saw kyle a text <laughs> what do you think about top 10 vices he's like well i don't know just be smart about it you know <laughs> like, okay you know what? we'll leave that for another another pod maybe if me and dave host a pod that's gonna be number one but dave's there's a great guest we thought that would be a perfect uh pod to kind of describe his personality but uh we also started thinking about kind of things that we share and me and Dave find ourselves on the phone quite often and we end up just sharing little pieces of knowledge and uh recently we've been talking a lot about little bits of advice that our parents have given us over the years and we got we got Mother's Day coming up it says what if we do a pod uh like you know top 10 things you know traits in our parents that we see in ourselves and uh things of that nature just little bits of knowledge that we like to kind of talk about sort of uh in reference to some of the uh some of the good stuff that our parents have taught us over the years. What do you guys think? That's heartwarming. Is this a joke? This is a joke, right? You're about to say, ah, psych. No. And it's going to be something no. much less heartwarming. This is so nice. No, it's too nice, right? But but they no, don't really... No, this is good. We need a little nice. And we thought that during this time, the Top 10 Vices podcast <laughs> might not be, like I said. So uh, we've, had, we've had your dad on the pod. Uh, Mike, we've had, our, yep. me and Kyle have had our dad on the pod. Yep. So this is kind of a good way to, uh, I don't know, uh, me, and, me and Dave's dad have shared some interesting moments. So we thought, you know, this this list doesn't necessarily come as like a hierarchy. It kind of does. Dave will explain. But we kind of just wrote down 10 things and go through them. And there are little ways for us to kind of talk about some stories that uh, that we'd like to share, you know. This is delightful. It's a great idea. And I think this is a better way to introduce Dave to our, our friend group than his vices. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about my vices. Now that, and then once we establish that we really like Dave, then we can talk yeah. about his vices. Well, yeah. because Dave we'll, is, we'll is a man Vegas of vices. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is a man of vices. He has a hard time keeping his room clean because there's thousands upon thousands of Red Bull cans <laughs> all true. over. And That's Dave, true. throughout college, was always known as the Red Bull guy. So 
It's clean we'll get now. into that later. It's clean now. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He actually looks like he might be uh, sponsored by the Minotaur right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Ride the bull or whatever. Hey, I've tried. I've tried. Do you want to say anything, Dave, about the topic? A topic? Yeah, I guess like kind of like I, I guess like this kind of goes into like our like our, our our top our number ten spot. It's kind of like uh, some a conversation that like him and I have a lot is that like uh, like our parents have like already lived our lives, you know. Like mm. kind of like right, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like 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 when your parents are telling you something, like there, there are certain moments that your parents start telling you things, or like you start learning more things about your parents, and then all of a sudden like you start realizing that like, like wait, like like uh, you know like. Uh, my dad has done the exact same thing or like or like he's like if he's giving me some advice it's not because he's he's trying to just like tell you something because like uh yeah, he's a like, dick. hey i think you should know this <laughs> this is something that like you know like i yeah. was reading i think you should, he's telling you it because like he wishes somebody somebody would have told him that when he was your age right or or, or like uh or, or your mom right when, when when she was your age right and so like i think like right like i i think about like uh just like yeah, like how like your 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 parents parents kind of you know are, are right. They they've lived the same life as you, and like they like you you kind of get like this. You get where they're coming from, right? You get where they're coming from. I I want to see what Dave's dad looked like when he was twenty or whatever, however old you are. Because right now, Dave's dad looks like uh, SpongeBob. <laughs> he does he does he doesn't help himself. He doesn't help himself. He uh. <laughs> He wears uh he, he wears, wears uh he wears yellow 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 polo and like these these, these brown cargo shorts and like you guys uh, you guys think I'm he, joking? He's, he, he's not. But when he's I first really saw not. Dad's uh, Dave's dad, I was like, proportionally, <laughs> I've never seen a man so interesting. Like, like <laughs> you know, you know K two K two S O from Star Wars. Yes. It's like ridiculously long. He's <laughs> in a hyper compressed torso with long arms. I'm like, oh my god, this, this guy like just looks like Dave. It's awesome. So I don't know. I got we got we got wow. stories. So anyway, <laughs> god. All right. So so like and I, I got like I got my, my my first job right, and then like uh, right, and like it it was it was going great, and like uh, I I I had the I was I was working at working at a place called. Uh, Cub Cadet in uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, and I loved it. It was an awesome job. I, I really liked what I was doing. My boss was awesome. My team was awesome. And then uh, I got I got this I got this other offer like three months down the down the road from 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 uh from Hasbro right uh for Nerf. And so when I was talking to my dad about it, right, like it was like uh like all I could think about was like, like Nerf is going to be like the, the coolest place to work ever, right? Like it has this like great name. It has like you know like why wouldn't I go, right? Like this is awesome. I'm going to be working on awesome stuff, and and I did work on awesome stuff, but some of the things that like uh one of the things that like my my dad was like telling me was that like look like having a good boss and having a good team and liking what you're doing every day like that's not that's not natural, right? And like you know what i mean like right. it's or basically yeah. like like, look, right? like even 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 though like even though like this opportunity seems like something that like that like you you want to it seems like a no-brainer for you to do you really got to think about like, like what you ha- like if, if 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 you're already having what you like now like why why would you why would you get rid of it and like i i, I didn't listen to my dad's advice right but yeah. like in hindsight right like and and like being being at a company that a little bit more corporate and like uh Right, like uh, working on a, a, a bunch of different stuff, and like my, I, I've had a great time at Hasbro. It's, it's it's awesome. I think like 
like now I'm, I'm in a similar position to where I was where when I started at, at the company I was telling you about. But like, right, like he wasn't telling me that because like he was trying to give me like shrewd business advice, right? <laughs> he was, he was, he was telling me that because like he was trying to tell me something that like, right, like he, he won, he wished somebody would have told him when he was in a situation right. well, like this that. example specifically is like by definition it's impossible to have any experience about leaving your first job like right. just by the definition of the the situation yes. and so that's where having advice for somebody that is a little older than you has had that perspective and has done that once before is literally invaluable <laughs> so right. yeah and, and uh, specifically with this conversation i think we can all probably like like when everything when your team is like well suited to you and when things are going right, it just seems natural. But when things aren't right, maybe you have a boss that doesn't support you or whatever, all of a sudden everything is out of whack. You start to question all sorts of variables. What the, like, you know, what the hell is wrong? And I think as soon as Dave left, I think he kind of had that, like we talk all the time. He's saying like, what is wrong with me? Right. But, but sometimes it's a, it's a variety of external forces and not to like diminish the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the role of yourself and all of it but yes it's, it's just like you said like uh when things are good when everything is right it just seems obvious right like i don't know and i think the cool thing that you highlighted there dave is that <clears throat> i think you don't expect your you don't expect your life to mirror your parents so much and as you get older it just does and the cool thing about that is that it causes you to trust their their kind of wisdom more and more because like the first time, it could be a coincidence, and then the second time, <laughs> then the third time, and then by like the fifth time that your parents have said something to you that clearly they've experienced in their own life, you kind of have to say, okay, this is this is resonating, and this is really good advice. Exactly, exactly, right. Like, and it's like right, like and like you, right. The, the, as you're saying, as the more it happens, you're you, right. Your confidence in them grows, and like even just like your relationship with them, you know what I mean? Like totally. you, you, you've built more trust. Even just even just outside of like what your what that decision was like, you feel you feel closer. You feel like they've you know like they actually are really looking out for you. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. What's so. number nine, boys? So, uh, Cam, why don't you take this one because this is uh this is the one that like I uh, this, this one make... yeah this may come from our side. Yeah. Number nine is don't sweat the little things. They're all little things. This is what I mean. Uh, me and Kyle's dad talked to us. And, you know, we, we talked for a long time and we kind of grouped, grouped a bunch of these inf uh, little information tidbits into these categories. And some things that have fallen under there are like, uh, your parents are kind of always there to talk you off the ledge and let you know that uh, the things that you are struggling now that you think are a big deal are not a big deal, right? Like, we've all had those, those like, I call them call mom moments, right? I had <laughs> two that I can remember in college that were just catastrophic. And the first inkling is like, you just, you call your mom, like, you have no other, that's, that's the first thing you think to do, and, uh, yeah, like I said, it's not even our parents, too, like, I've had friends' parents say, like, it's just not worth it, right, like, all those things that you were stressed about, specifically, me and Dave are, like, sanding models and stuff for, for paint and primer and whatever, and, like, we're up three days, and, uh, you're high off these like fucking primer fumes and stuff that you're not supposed to be inhaling, <laughs> sleep, and then you're sleep you, deprived. You, yeah, sleep sleep deprived horribly, and then you, you start you know you start messing up your model a little bit, and then like I started walking out into like the, like the snow, like into a blizzard outside of school, and then Dave's just like, "You dude, 
grab me before I went out there. Anyway, point is, you're gonna you're gonna encounter these situations. You're gonna seem like they're terrible in the moment. Three years later, your parents are there to remind you it's not such a big deal. What I think is interesting is that it's like the way I think about this is it's almost literally it's like a math thing because if you struggle with something for a week. That's like a much larger percentage of your life than a week of hardship would be for your parents. And so, like, the longer you live, the more you realize that individual week or month stretches of your life in the grand scheme of things don't actually matter mathematically, literally, as much over longer periods of time. And so, like, when you get to be a certain age, you realize, like, all these things that were stressful, like, have all led to, at this point in my life, like, everything in general has worked out. And so... It's right. funny, Kyle, that you think of that in terms of math because I think the same. I think the same thing applies to like storytelling, where if your parents are at a later part of their story, your part of the story is earlier. And if something happens in the middle of the story, it feels very different than if it happens at what seems like the end of the story. And naturally, the moment you're in always seems like the end of your story because you don't know what's next. So, like, if your favorite character in the middle of the story dies. And then you realize later they actually weren't dead. That's very different than being at that moment thinking the story has just ended with your favorite character dying. And so your parents are just they're farther in their story. And so the shit that seems to you like the end of it is is just the middle for them. Right. And like, yeah, like exactly. Right. And like they, they see what's going to be coming forward. And like also like even just like having someone who is like like they're keeping track of like like your parents are always going to be like keeping track of you, right? Like they, they they've been keeping tabs on you, and they and they can see your growth, and they can see what you've been doing, right? And like right when you have one of these like calm mom moments, right? Or like where like you've been doing everything, you've been working really hard, and that one thing, right? And especially as you get closer to a deadline, that one thing or or one specific thing, it doesn't even have to be that big, just goes wrong, and you're like, you think it just negates everything you just did, right? Months like, of work. Right, and like the you know your parents are people who are who are like unconditionally going to be invested in you and like care about what you're working on. So it's just like right, like when you hit those moments, like they're there and like they're they're ready to 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 say say just the right words that you need to hear to to, to make you just get back up and keep going. Well said, Dave. Well said. Love it. Number eight, Dave. You got to talk a little bit about number eight. All right. So one thing from my parents, and like, uh, like, uh, like on, on YouTube, there's like there's this guy who who I who, like, you, uh, you probably have seen him, like Matty Matheson, right? He's uh, he he does this cooking. Anyways, uh, he does he says this one thing that was like uh, it, it really stuck out to me, and I was like, I was like, absolutely true. He was like he was he was talking about like all these like gourmet chefs and like these like these like uh, Gordon Ramsay types and they're like yeah they're great they're awesome and like they they they're really pretentious about like how like how to cook things and yeah they, they kind of have a right too but honestly like some of the best cooks in the world are like are your parents mom and, and dad like, your, your mom and your mom and your dad like you got to think like your mom or your dad right they're cooking like three three meals a day and like uh if you're doing that for like you know, your, your parents over time, right? You, you're naturally going to get good at it. Right. Yeah. And you, you just like learn little tricks from them. Like I can think of like, like my mom, like makes the best steak ever, like ever. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I've gone to like places and like order like the best steak I can get. And I don't know what it is. Like she just, <laughs> she just, right. Like, and she, she, she just picks up, picks up the steak from Costco. She cooks it. And like, 
it's great, right? And like, I don't know. And it's just something that, like, you know, I'm always like asking, like my like, my mom in this case, like, like, how do you do that? Like, teach me how to do that, right? And then like, it was my dad. Like, he he's like he traveled a lot when he was young, so he like picked up a lot of like different tricks. Like, he he grew up in Europe for a little bit, so he was like, oh yeah, back in Rome, like me and my friends, like we didn't have any money, so we'd make this like you know like this like this you know this dish and like it's like mozzarella and carrots, so what he calls it. But it's like he like he fries the bread, he puts like the the, the mozzarella in there, and like he like puts a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and like right, it's just like one of those things where like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get that from like a restaurant, you're not gonna get no. that from online, and it's just like it's like your parents your parents have done things and they've met people and they you know what I mean like you're they're, they're kind of a wealth of knowledge that you you'll get the little tidbits out of that you, you yeah. wouldn't really get out of any other person. Well, moms and dads are uh, they're outliers in a sense by necessity, right? The ten the ten thousand hours rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I feel like Mike, you specifically, with you and uh, definitely your dad, but probably your mom too. Like the food is a big connection for you. Totally. I can, one thing I love about this is that um, I've had pasta sauce from tons of other you know parents, like you know friends' parents, Caroline's parents at restaurants, whatever. You know, it's one of those things that you come across a lot. And I know in my brain that some of it, at least, is better than my dad's. Like, I know that in my brain somewhere, but it doesn't connect, like, with my heart. I've never had a pasta sauce that tastes better to me because it's my dad's. Yeah. Even though I can intellectualize that it's not possible that his is the best, it will always feel that way to me. And that's just a really cool kind of you know side effect of what you guys are talking about exactly right and like right like and right exactly what you're saying like it's it, you you may have had technically better things yeah but right but there's something about it that like you've grown up with it like it's it's kind of right it's, it's your baseline right so yeah you go to like some uh michelin star rated taco joint <laughs> not gonna be not gonna be the same thing as your oh yeah all the michelin restaurants i go to you know like <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what you're saying about the Gordon Ramsay technique, right? Yeah. Like there, there is classically trained good, and then there is like my mom cooks tacos three times a day for ten years. Yeah. This is actually now that I this is reminding me of my mom. Uh, we always joke um, whenever I was sick, and I used to fake sick a lot because I liked watching Scooby Doo, and I didn't like going to school. So I would fake sick, and my mom would make me uh, what <clears throat> she called special soup. Special soup is a very complicated recipe. It's chicken broth and noodles and that's literally it <laughs> and my uh, every anytime i'm sick i'll say to mom like even now i'll be like mom could i have some special soup and my dad makes fun of her mercilessly he's like oh you know that's gonna be really tough and I, there's just something about this it's i mean it's nothing it's the simplest possible thing a person could make but it just makes me think of my mom and it makes me think of being sick, and it makes me think of being taken care of by my mom while I'm sick. And no amount of like gourmet anything can beat that for me. Right, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I think our dad got a pretty good uh, chicken yeah, noodle soup recipe. <clears throat> right, he's got the uh, if your if your chicken noodle soup's got like bones in it, it's good. Oh yeah, you know, yep. you didn't even take the bones out. You're like, damn, this guy. Really and it's a kind of a gift that get, keeps getting right because. Uh, Dave passed along his steak recipe when we buy cheap $5, like, top rounds. And that's what we ate through college. And now I like to cook steaks. And then I learned tips from, from Mark or, or Dad or Mom or whoever. And then maybe one day when I got kids, it goes on and on. So 
it's a cycle that repeats itself and it's fun and, and food connects people and so that's why we want to talk about it i love it so this is traditionally the part where we go on to a not top but i don't know i'm assuming we don't have a not top well we we knew this was coming so we we did put a few uh minor annoyance type of things that our parents do come on i mean we all know Good. no yeah, we've got to have on. a little bit of salty with the sweet so sure. let's, so so cameron as a veteran of this podcast could you help us out here uh yeah so now is when we we usually call on kevin mcleod to uh to uh, play that stinky beat whoa beautiful ice cold Beautiful. Bow, you ushered wow, in the stank wow, wow, just wow, flawlessly. Wow, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize music. that Kevin McLeod is like huge, like free Rhapsody music guy, and he like makes all of the Rhapsody free musics that you hear in TikTok and shit. Oh, no, I he's did not a big, know that. No, Kevin's a he's big got, fucking guy. He's got the big ones, yeah. Elevator. Yeah. He does a lot of uh, video game music too. Wow, you go, Kevin. I thought this was just some guy making beats in his basement. It's not really. No, it's Kevin fucking McLeod. He's a big deal. Maybe Wait, he has a Wikipedia page? Kevin McLeod's a big guy. He's oh big my name. god, he has like a serious Wikipedia page. No, he's a serious artist. He oh, just happens yeah. to give away a lot of his stuff for free. <laughs> he has a, there's a documentary about him. We love Kevin. We love Thanks Kevin. Alright, so not tops. Annoyances, let, let it rip. Well, Dave's got a good number one that we that's pretty freaking funny. Uh, so are you talking about the hard truth well i'm thinking of the one where he's like uh no because that's on our list the hard truth but the um the one where you're saying like whenever your friends are over your dad oh yeah oh like, yeah okay so yeah so 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 all right so my dad like uh <laughs> right like again he, he, he he's always like he's always giving me advice right or like t- t- right, t- telling me things that he wish he would have known right? sure mm-hmm. i'm like right like and he, he's always kind of been like a he, he's been a very serious person in my life you know, someone who's like, you know, he's, we'll get to the, onto a later point too, but like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. He's not always trying to be my friend. He's trying to yeah. be like, my, sure. right? it's your mentor. He's trying, to, he's trying to, he's trying to help me. Right. But when I have my friends over, <laughs> all of a sudden my dad's the funniest guy. He's like cracking <laughs> jokes with some, he's going back and forth. Like he's like. Right, he's like he's, he's like, like telling me stories that I've there. never heard. Right, he's like he's like yeah, because like I said, he he grew up in Europe. He's like, oh yeah, when I was in Europe, me and my brother, so so my uh, my mom, because she's American, she wanted to drive uh you know drive an American car, right? So that was uh you know left hand drive, not right hand drive. So what we used to do is uh, we'd hang out the window and like. Uh, <laughs> We say like ah, I'm out of control, right? And like all this stuff. And like, right? Like he's like he's like he's cracking these jokes or like, I was like, yeah, we're sitting around, we're sitting around in like my, my living room and, and we're talking and like, uh, like he's he, he's he's cracking jokes with people and he's like, you know, my friends ride motorcycles and my dad used to drive a motorcycle and he's like, oh yeah, they're super fun, they're great, yada yada yada, and he's like. Yeah, but really dangerous, David. I just want you to know <laughs> that you know when you make a mistake in this time, you know, like you're living in the, you know, it's the school of hard knocks. You're the school of hard knocks right now, and <laughs> oh uh, my god, you know, no more safety nets, and you know, and uh, he turns you know, to Nate, like, who is one of our friends who rides motorcycles, and he's like, right. "But did you see that new CB750, the one right. that they wrestled <laughs> that guy did?" You know, you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like. What? <laughs> like, Dad, come on, right? It's like, like the coolest like, parts of your dad are only yeah. reserved for your friends and not you. <laughs> right. And, so, uh, and, and, 
Right, like, another thing, too, is that, like, my, my dad, like, he, he got, like, a Subaru Impreza, right? And he was, like, he was, like, you know, it's a good car, it's good gas gas mileage, you know. It's Dads not love gas mileage. Like, what? Yeah. Like, what? Dads are into what? that. What else would I want, right? So then, like my friends would come over and like they joke around with him and like it, like he's like, "Dude, Mr. Porter, you got a you have a nice WRX," and he'd be like, "It's just an Impreza, right?" But like just like to play up with a joke, he bought a WRX. <laughs> <laughs> just to be like, like just to be like, like yeah, <laughs> like it's just like, like just because my friends did that, right? And I'm like, Dad, like you never do this for me, right? But. <laughs> Incredible. He tosses Incredible. me the keys. He's like, "Can't go for a ride. Did you stay here?" <laughs> but to Mr. me, the Steelio friends. David, there's uh, there's not a not a child suit in the back. You'd have to sit someone out. <laughs> 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 to me, yeah, to me, know. this is like when you when you bring a new girl around to your group of friends, and all of a sudden your friends turn into comedians. You know, you know that meme. You're like <laughs> the meme where like like you you bring your girlfriend to like. Uh, your group of friends and all of a sudden your friends who were never funny all of a sudden they start like cracking jokes and being real like <laughs> affable and whatnot and you're like what the fuck when did all these, when did all my friends start turning to comedians I know you all just th- there's a Seinfeld episode about that Mike isn't it right like George tells Jerry to stop yes, being yeah, so yes, funny yes less funny and then the girl likes him because he's being so dark <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's exactly. very disturbed Jerry man just likable oh anyway yeah. uh, let's see what else all right what else you got for not tops uh, there's, there, like I said, this, this list is kind of about memorable moments. I remember there was one time my dad told me I fell off the swing and, uh, I, I like got the wind knocked out of me the first time ever. And I was like, that what? hurts. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I had no idea. So I ran to my dad and he was washing dishes. And he, I was like, <gasps> like, I was like gasping. Like I had no wind in my diaphragm. I couldn't say anything. And here I am thinking like, Finally, my dad is gonna save me. He's gonna yeah. I'm dying, me. and my dad will He's rescue me. Fix me, and obviously, my dad knows what happened. He saw it out the window. <laughs> out the window, he saw me like get my ass kicked by a swing, and he goes, "What do you want to do? You want me to put you in the oven?" <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "Holy shit! This guy who was supposed to save me just..." I I was like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> So, again, that's one of those things. He knows it's going to be fine, but we don't know it's going to be fine. He, always, he, he, he loves this whole, like, let's dangle him in suspense. Let's see, if he'll, he, let's see if he thinks he'll be okay in the long run. Right. In that same vein, he would always fucking... I'd, I'd come in crying or something, like, Dad, I hurt my... I, I hurt... Like, I skid my knee. And he'd be like, ah, why'd you do that? I was like, it was an accident, you <laughs> dick! <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, piece of shit dad moments. But <laughs> oh yeah, you got any more, Dave? I, I don't know. If I, I do. I, I I have one more of my, my dad. It's so like so we used to we used to go canoeing as a family, right? Sure. And so like he's a, my dad. I, I'm also like like 12 at the time, but my my dad like he's you know he looks like SpongeBob SquarePants, right? <laughs> and K2SO. <laughs> Slash no, uh, K2SO. Right, K- slash K2SO, right? <laughs> and so, anyways, we're going canoeing, and he's in the back, and I'm in the front, right? Sure. So we have a, t- the canoe's like, like, you know, it's like, t- tilted up. <laughs> my side of the canoe, not even the water. And like, right, so and I'm just like holding like still for like dear life, and like, David, stop shaking the boat. Right? And he's literally <laughs> the one shaking the boat, and I'm like, Dad, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. It's like, anyways, needless to say, the weight balance caused some... <laughs> Some uh, buoyancy issues, sure. and uh, <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we might have said the boat, and he he blamed it on me, even though like I don't know. 
fucking dead. That is one. That is one weird aspect <coughs> of being a son to a father. Is there's really no. There's not a lot of time. You're lucky right. if there's time when you actually are sort of overlapping in your physical skills. Yeah. No, I, it's I limited. Say like now. It's like limited. Dash, yeah. dude, dude, dash drinks is real. Like even still, like, <laughs> like my, my my dad has arthritis, and like uh, you know he's he, he's older now. But like I'll be like, hey, like dad, like. You're like, hey, Dave, can you give me a hand to get out of here, out of the chair, right? So I come over to give him my, just, like, a hand. All of a sudden, it's just, like, rot strength. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like... It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like in the Avengers man. when, like, they grab, like, the purple Infinity Stone and it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, almost too powerful for them. You're like, whoa, whoa! I... It's funny. My dad and I, like, we joke about the fact that, like, all logic would dictate that I could kick his ass. I'm younger. I have fewer injuries. You'd really think I could beat him up. And we both know I couldn't. And it's just like, it's very amusing to both of us. Cause like, we'll go, we'll square up and we're, you know, just joking around or whatever. And, and I look at him and I'm afraid of him. I'm so afraid of him. Yeah. Even though it kind of <laughs> defies logic at this point, I'll exactly. never not yeah. be afraid of him. That's exactly. I would 100% agree. They always yeah. want to be the. There, like, there was this one, you know, Mr. Timmerman was like, we were, he was putting like logs in a, in a, this is one of my favorite stories. He's like putting logs in a freaking campfire because he's the campfire guru, you know? Yeah. And, sure. uh, he's trying to stunt a little bit in front of, in front of his son, you know, in front of Blake. He goes, Hey, Cam, why don't you text your uncle Manny? I want you to ask him if someone want to kick his ass, who would be the first guy that he would call in a fist fight? I go, okay, I'll text him. Or excuse me. No, he, uh, Paul. This was Paul cop. He goes, text Paul, Polly, because they went to high school together. Let him know if someone want to kick his ass. So I text Paul, "Hey, Polly, if someone was going to want to kick your ass, <laughs> who's the first person you call?" <laughs> he goes, "Ah, let me think. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be Manny. Be, Manny would be number one, and that's another friend of the three. Like it's the trio. Yeah. And uh, so ten minutes goes by, and, and uh, Mr. Turman's coming by. He goes, so Kim, Paul texts you back. What do he say? I go. Oh yeah, he, he said it was you, man. He goes, yeah, he knows what's up. Like, he, said, <laughs> he, didn't even, he didn't even look at me. He's still putting these. He's still putting these logs in the in the. But and he goes, yeah. See, he's not dummy. He knows, you know. And I just look at Blake. Like, we're just laughing because we know the pull up contest too, man. Dad's like if the you flex. ask a dad. If you ask a dad, like, how do you do a pull up, dad? He's gonna be like, he's gonna fucking like show you how to do this raw strength, even though like most of their sons could probably. do He's gonna have an aneurysm. Like he'll he'll sheer a blood vessel in his eye. Eleven. Yeah. I feel like our I feel like our dad has like shot maybe like eight jumpers in his life, maybe. And yet, if we were to play, if I were to play dad one on one, he'd probably rain threes down upon me just because of. Like and against anybody else, he wouldn't be able to do it. But if when it's a father son thing, there's superhuman abilities involved. Yeah, right. you throw him a, actually, a curveball, you're gonna hit a dinger off it. It's actually very fitting given uh, two of the people on this pod. But there's a movie called uh, The Great Santini. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh yeah, I read the book. One. Yeah, well, th- isn't that the one? Didn't didn't they have the basketball game in that movie? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, tough. <laughs> yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had that, like, because uh, for some people, it's a real point of contention, right? The athletic, yeah. competitive nature, right? And some of our friends, I'm sure, you go skiing with your dad, you're like, you're not going to get shown up by your kid. But, uh, yeah, for us, it's always been, like, like you're, like our dad's trying to support us in anything. Like, he's the one we're pitching to before the game, you know, like, warming up and stuff. Even, you know, even our dad, our dad you know what is not true? 
is with mom because uh, we, we mom was at, at school and I was like, hey mom, why oh, don't we go? Uh, why don't we go? We'll just play some racquetball. We'll spend some time. We'll, no, we'll no, play. No, no, you know, no. get a little sweat on. We'll play some racquetball. She kicked my ass up and down that fucking court. <laughs> she murdered. Mom does me. not mess around with racquetball. <laughs> she put me in my place. Yeah. So um, one more thing, Kyle. Uh, this is this is the thing that mom does. If you're listening, mom. Uh, she tells us to get up at like 9.30, we're going to be out the door at 10, <laughs> and we're ready to go at like 8 a.m., and she's not ready till noon, so stop doing that, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do a shout out to my mom, too. Uh, she's she's the opposite. She's always ready to go, and she's like getting everybody to go at that time, so prop, that's, that's props to mom. That's that's moms. Moms. Props to mom. All right. That, that, our list is so, small for those annoyances. All right, well, that's pretty good for not top three. Do you guys want to roll into uh, numero seven now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, one of the things is that, like, uh, your parents always do, is they tell you the hard truth. You know what I mean? Like, your parents are going to say something to you that, like, man, it cuts. I'm going to get really cuts, but you're like, damn. That was, that was true. That was, that was. <laughs> the thing is. Was, you're right, though. <laughs> it usually doesn't take that long. Like, I remember there's a few times where my mom gave me some advice. And I was like, it was not what I wanted to hear. I was like, fuck that. I can't be right. And then it was like, it's not like with years of retrospect. Now I'm like, you know, right. she was right. It was like a week later. I was like, oh, fuck. She was right. <laughs> well, one of the things, that, mine was a little bit more instant and a little, little bit serious. <laughs> but like uh, when I when I was working at a, like, my first job, I was like, oh, right, I can like, I'll just get McDonald's every day, right? Like, <laughs> why not, right? Like, let's just do that, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was, you know, my, my bank account was still linked to, like, the, the, the like, my, my, my dad could still see my bank account at the time. Right? Wait, so how did he say it to you, though? He, like, he, he, said, he said, he said, he uh, said, he said, Dave, uh, maybe, you know, like, uh, you know, you have a job now. We can we can separate our, our bank accounts now. You know, uh, I, I was looking at it and uh, I see you've been eating at McDonald's a lot, and uh, it's starting to show. It hurt. I just like I remember him saying that, and like instantly, I was like, "Fuck, fuck, he's right. He's really, he's really right. Like, ah, oh, wow. It's like it really hurts, but like." Yeah, in the wow, same that... way that your dad is is basically you, he's yeah. he's the he's the part of you that wants to criticize you, but you're too like self conscious to, to I, criticize yourself look, about you look, know. I, I I couldn't even say anything back, but like, yeah, you're right. Like it was like, like man, it he's was like, like, well, hang on, let me just let me just pull it up. So okay, so today is what uh, <laughs> March fifth, and there are three transactions at McDonald's, and yesterday was March fourth, and there were. Three more transactions in McDonald's. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six in the last two days, and the day before that. So I, you get what I'm getting at here is just you, you know. But uh, oddly enough, we still do it. I mean, like I, me and Dave are frequenters of Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A, that's true. Although, like, eh, well, okay, but but it's, it's a little bit, little bit more, more more in control with that. Like, it's kind of like you're, you're kind of like, like no, you kind of think about like, okay, what are the calories? Like, if I'm gonna get Chick Fil A, I can't eat, I can't eat breakfast, I can't eat dinner, right? <laughs> and it's one, it's yeah. one meal, one meal a day, right? Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. That's it. The if only you're getting Chick Fil A. That's the, it. The only people that <laughs> can give you advice like that are like your very innermost closest circle of friends, right? And your family. And, like, even within and, your and family. Your, and your college professors, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Our <laughs> professor, our professor, when 
he's a Chinese guy, and Dave went to China, <laughs> and he came back from China after an internship. He's like, okay, so, <laughs> Dave, yeah, okay, when you get back from China, you're so, you're so fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep in mind, okay. We have like a sponsor, some yeah, like, like General, General Motors, and like the, we we go up, you know, like we there's like a like a like a, like a bar nearby, and then like, like some just like bar food, and we're like, oh, it's lunch time, let's, let's just go there, let's grab some food. Literally, all the des- it's like me next is the professor, and then all the designers are like right there. I like, guess like right, like so, somehow we got into like this group, and like the one thing he wants to bring up is that like uh, he's like, <laughs> like yeah, David's he got uh, he goes to China and he comes back and he's so fat. And we're like, <laughs> In front, in front of like basically your future hiring committee, you know. Right, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, he's like, yeah, lacking self discipline. Very fat. He like, he like, goes to the list too. He's like, he's like, Kana and and Acosta, they go to internship, they come back, but you come back, and you are fats. <laughs> so it's really just wow. Like, he like really hit the point. It was like he talked about it for like a good amount of time. But. So if if David listened to his dad. You wouldn't have had that. Yeah, I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't have had that, that, that issue. What I love about this and what I think Kyle was getting at is a big part of a close relationship is that you have to accept that the other person has extreme power over you. <laughs> yes. And that's the crazy thing about the parent-child relationship. Like, so I'm an engaged man. Caroline could tell me I looked fat. And it would really, it would maybe rankle a little but it would mostly roll right off of me. But if one of my parents said that to me, ooh, oh, no. cut me right to the core. Well, because they have no incentive to put you down yes. other than just... Right. Well, especially my dad, because my dad has never made any comment about my appearance ever in my life. That's the that thing. one comment. Yeah, That's yes. the thing. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, frequency, yeah. because, like, I get, like, Allegis... <laughs> Like, just because I'm around her a lot, there's a lot of criticism. Like, why do you do this? Yeah. Why do you do this? So if she says, you look fat, it's like, it hurts a little more, but, like, I'm used to getting critiques. Whereas, like, my interactions with my parents nowadays, I'm not used to that. Con- so especially if, if dad were to be like, Kyle, you're, that beard looks <laughs> bad. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like a javelin dad, straight to my twice heart. twice a year, and you decided to t- <laughs> tell me... One of those two times that I'm just the fattest guy you've ever met. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like, uh, as you get older, it seems like the, of course, the amount of times you see your parents is diminishing. So, uh, if you're not careful about it, right? Yeah. So, de- de- depending on what you, what you talk about in your phone calls and whatnot is pretty important to them. And, and, and you know, if, if he decides, like, fuck, next time I talk to Dave, I gotta tell him about this. <laughs> God, it's so, time. Like, it's pretty it's high up on the high. list, you know? Shit. You <laughs> sandwiched true. it in between how's the car going and the weather. So this is a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got a post-it note. Weight <laughs> is number one. Yeah. Discuss weight. <laughs> <laughs> Checks notes. Fat. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was number seven, right? Yeah. I think so we're on to number six. Uh, yeah, we got to start. We'll, we'll <laughs> start a little quicker. We're going to have a three-hour podcast here. All right. Uh, six is kind of along the same lines, I guess, if you want to talk about it, Dave. All right. So the, we kind of like touched upon this a little bit before, right? But like, it's like the like the like the, the school school of hard knocks, right? Like, like all of a sudden, like all right. So like the, your 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 parents has your parents like like okay, like get ready for school, right? Okay, where's the report card? But then like there's your parents <laughs> where like right, like as an adult now, right? You're kind of like it's like uh like right, like 
like your, your conversation is just completely different, right? Like now if something goes bad, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to help you, right? Besides <laughs> give you, but, well, besides like, just like give you the advice of like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, like, if, like do this or maybe maybe they will help you a little bit but well, like uh yeah now it's just less a reflection of them like like your report card for the most part is a reflect is like right. not, not for the most part but it is more so a reflection of them than like if you end up being a fat ass in your adult life you know <laughs> hey, well, hey, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah my son moved out and after he moved out he got fat so <laughs> i was but only yeah, after he moved I kept out thin but for all is, those years okay this is kind of a famous like dave porter's dadism is like well the school of hard knocks dave you know you're in the school yeah, of hard knocks now dave He's, he loves saying that. right and again yeah like it's just like but the ironic thing is like He's it not like that with Dave, right? Like Dave, is, <laughs> Dave kind of falls in that same category of like the way his dad was with his, like. What do you say? You have two older brothers, and your dad also had two older brothers. So I yeah. think Dave's dad probably empathizes with him a little more in some ways. He's like, you know, Dave, you know, you, you know, you're out of the house now. You're in the school of hard knocks. You know, as soon as we pay your way through school, you're you're in our school of hard knocks. And you know, if if you happen to get in an accident, we're not gonna we're not gonna fix your car except for the. Except for the last week when he totaled your <laughs> he car, we're gonna fix your car. But after that, you're in the school of hard knocks, Dave. And if anything happens after that, we're not gonna have any inheritance money for you. Except this last aunt that died. But after that, you're in the school of hard knocks. So David's basically been exempt from the school of hard knocks from the day he was born until today. But one day this is gonna kick in. His other siblings, I don't know if you want to comment on it, Dave, but it's just a funny thing in our friend group. It's like the most right. ironic thing. Well, I, I will say, like for me, like especially, like he definitely has been like right. Like there would be some things where like he, right. Like I, I definitely do think like we have like yeah, because like, we have like the same like order in the fa- like I'm the third third son. He's the third son, right? And like like he 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 like uh. Right, like he he helped me out with school, which was amazing. Right, like that was yeah. Was really not that awesome our parents him. didn't help us out with school either, to be clear. Okay. All right. Well, like uh, and like and like when 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 he when he when he decided to get that Deborah Rx, he gave me the Impreza, right? So that was nice, right? <laughs> he was like, "I got this great joke for your friends, Dave. I guess you can have this now, right?" Like, but after that, think I'm cool now, right? Okay, but but like uh, and then like like yeah, like they're you know. I'm not going to go to the whole details of everything, but well, I'll I'll relieve some yeah. pressure by declaring myself a certified candy ass who's candy ass yeah, who yeah. has absolutely been exempt from the school of hard knocks. What's interesting <laughs> is my right. dad. My dad is is funny because he um I think was very much educated at the school of hard knocks, and my my grandfather was big in reminding him about the importance of the school of hard knocks. Right, and so my dad has enrolled me very early in the school of soft cuddles and uh i have never gone to a different school so we have a we have a different sort of thing because he was i think he definitely he got he had a different education than i did so it it is interesting how regardless of what your parents approach is to that school of hard knocks concept it's like a very important part of your relationship is that shit is going to happen to you and your parents are going to pick a way of approaching that with you, right? Well, like, and like, it kind of goes into like, right? Like, like again, like, 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 like now, like, I don't, I don't like, like it's I'm far enough away from like them where it's like, yeah, like I, I am doing everything for myself, right? Where it's like you're, you're kind of like, uh, right? Like this is like when they're like kind of going back to like, like they kind of lived your life. You're yeah. like now, 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 like when they tell you something, like you're like, hey, like think about this, right? You're kind of like. 
oh okay like they're trying to tell me something because like, right, like <laughs> it, that 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 net isn't there anymore right like mm-hmm. it, it all of a sudden their advice becomes way more valuable right right so 100%. number number six is uh you know, preach the school of hard knocks, and at the same time, be completely exempt from the rules of the car. <laughs> oh, okay. I wrote life. down hard knocks. Hard knocks starting now. <laughs> starting right, so now. What is number five, uh, Cameroon? Uh, number five. This is kind of one of Dave's rules he brought up. It's uh, the people you know in your life will appear throughout your life. So be careful about the bridges you burn, and you know you <laughs> might end up meeting the right person at the wrong time. That guy might very well show up someplace someplace else so just be careful about the relationships you maintain and showing respect to other people i don't know if you want to comment on that Dave. and is this and this right. is a bit of advice from pe- your parents is what you're yeah. saying here right right yep. yeah so right so like like this is just like we're just thinking of like like, like one of those things that like like uh like my parents told me and like i didn't listen to it for like a while like, i didn't like care about it for a while like i was like <laughs> it was like uh like high school high school well, middle school was like yeah these kids suck i don't like these kids like i don't like that kid i'm gonna be mean to him right and then like all of a sudden like you know what i mean like right like uh, middle school is different right like it's you know everybody's kind of mean in middle well, school but yeah like our school is very small right we came from a small right. design school like and dave is like very notoriously known for like exploding on people and, and like burning <laughs> burning bridges with burning like, bridges, right. this small community of designers that are going to be you know the basically right, the, exactly. the benchmark of our like connections in in the industry for, like for the next 10 years you know right but like right, so but like right, but like when I when I was like moving from like uh like like my first job to my second job right the moving to Hasbro, what got me into that job was one of the friends I knew right and like somebody who like right like luckily somebody I didn't burn a bridge with right <laughs> but like right but like a- after after like after that had happened like specifically that event I was like oh my gosh right like. It, but, you know right. what I mean? Like it's like it's like it's like one of those things where like you you know it right you know like yeah 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 right like okay I get it right like don't burn bridges yada 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 but then like the moment that like you see like the fruit like you know the fruits of that right you see something where like you 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 have been a friend to someone or like you you know what I mean like you 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 kept in good rapport with them and you were close with them you see that like oh wait like this is like way more powerful than i ever ever realized this is something that like is like you know like like this advice like like they were really trying to hit this home to me for a reason i want to say this is probably one of the biggest lessons i got as a kid and especially from my mom so my mom and i may have even shared this on the podcast before because it's such a it's such a great story of my mom so like as a kid my mom was a real estate agent and we lived in a particular town. And so it's really important, like repeat business is your business and the people in the mm-hmm. town. So you have to like, you have to be well known as a good person and somebody people can trust because you're, you're kind of in somebody's life at a really sensitive time. And so as kids, my mom had a big policy. We were never, ever allowed to share anything she told us about her real estate life. She trusted us, like she would tell us things, but like we could never say, oh, I heard your parents are selling their house because like. In one case, it was because the kid's parents were getting divorced and the kid didn't know. Like, we had to be very careful about that. And when we went out in public, we were never allowed to say last names. Like, we would say John, not John Doe. Like, you never said a last name. And so we always made fun of my mom for this because she would tell us, like, this is in confidence. And we'd be like, Mom, who are we going to tell? But then a a couple years ago, there there was like a business situation or my mom was going up against this rival real estate agent and it was just like modern family like these 
rival realtors up against each other. And um, it, it came back to my mom that this woman, her competitor was asked like, you know, should I sell my house with you or with Maureen? And the woman was like, I would love to say one bad word about Maureen. She is, there's literally nothing I could come up with. I couldn't come up with one bad thing to say about her I as much as I would love to. And it was just like, my mom has such a sterling reputation because she believes this so thoroughly. Like, she's just, she's like not on all these, you know, committees and making friends. She's just a really good person and really believes in this. Um, so that's my long way of saying this was like one of our most important lessons as a family. And I connect with this really deeply. And my mom is such a great living example of how important this is. This is just good one. mom advice. I feel like we got this yeah. strong from our mom too. Like in these exact words, don't burn yep. bridges. Cause she yeah. has a lot, has had a lot of jobs and a lot of jobs that didn't, <laughs> where she worked with people that didn't practice their business this way. And even it's probably even more important in cases like that to take the high road. hundred percent. The way it's been described to us by, you know, old alumni from our school. And again, like because our school is so small and has such a strange, like kind of legendary reputation among the industries, like, like uh, our, our mentor, he's like four, in his late forties. Now he's like, you're basically sitting at a, a huge dinner table of, uh, of alumni and you belong to this group and this community. Right. And, and you say one, you, you say one thing to the guy to the next to you and right. It's a game of telephone. So you might not have to like everybody at the fucking table, but you know, you're, you're kind of still a family in a way. And you know, when you're down in the dumps the most, some guy you haven't talked to in 10 years could reach out and whatever. Again, it's, it's the same way, same thing you guys are all saying, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure, and Notre Dame's kind of the same way, right? It's, it's kind of a, a, yeah. a small school, right? And it's kind of a family in a way. So I, personally, I, I like that. I like kind of like belonging to the sort of family. Well, I, I would, I would say like, but like, you're at, like you, you hear this as a kid, right? And like, as like when you're like, like when you're like in like middle school, high school, right? like you're a kid, right? Like it doesn't hold the same weight as like now, right? Like now, like it makes well, like, you think that you think differently? No, I I I couldn't oh, okay. agree more because oh, okay. it's another math thing where our parents have lived long enough that some of these connections that you make have had time to come back around full circle, and sometimes it takes twenty years, and we just by definition haven't been around long enough to have seen that happen enough times. So I think it's a great point. But awesome. what about number four? Are we on to number four? Yeah, uh, Dave, you want to read number four? See, so, so right, like it kind of like, like the idea that like like right now is like forever. Something that like our, our parents would like kind of like, would kind of tell me all the time is that like right, like the decisions you're making, especially like in high school, right? Like like right now is forever, right? Like basically, like you want to get into college, right? Like what college depends on what you're doing, like as a freshman in high school, right? Like and what you what like and how you will act as like a freshman in high school would depend on how you acted when you were like you know like like you know what I mean like. Uh, like a sixth grader and how you act as, you know what I mean? Like basically like it goes back and forth and it's basically like, like right now, like, like everything you're doing is like every decision you're making, it's either opening opportunities or closing opportunities. Right. Mm. And so like, like for me, like, like I wasn't, I wasn't very academic and like it was, it was to the point where like, like honestly the only place I, I really could have ever gone to school is like an art school. Right. Because of my academics. Which like I think was like you know like lucky that I found that right and like I you know I, I was able 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 to like go for go go to that and like uh, able to like carve away from me there but like right like it's like one of those things where it's like 
like right like at the time like you know like, like I, I know like the last two ones are kind of like in, about your younger self right but like like you 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 don't really understand what what these things mean until like until you're actually in the real world right and like right like like right now like i'll, I'll push myself more than i ever have because like right like I, like I know that like because of decision in the past it, it limited me in in certain areas so if i keep acting like that that's gonna you know what i mean that's that's gonna limit me now right and like it's i don't know it's 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 something that didn't seem like a lot then, but like now it's it's huge. Yeah, this reminds me of uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell, but there's a whole chapter about how it's it's kind of it's it's a similar concept where like if you the whole idea in that book is that like if you get into like the advanced math class in eighth grade, that decision stacks and stacks and stacks right, because right. now you have an opportunity to be in an AP math class and then you have an opportunity to go to a better college and then a better job. And these decisions, and, and to the point where it's like you getting a really good job out of college, you can trace it back by these steps back to doing well in like sixth grade math. Um, right. Which again, by definition, as a sixth grader, like you can't make that connection in your head but your parents have already lived through that chain of events and have seen how these things compound. And so they can provide that context for you, which I, this is kind of becoming a theme. Like <laughs> these yep. are things that it's literally impossible to have like the appropriate perspective on when you haven't lived through it. Yeah. And it's easy to say like, well, you know, I made it as a, as a designer, right? I didn't need to take that math class in high school. Right. But it's like, well, no, you, you build habits and you like, you can't, you can't prove a negative. Right. So like, the fact that you did take that uh, that course and pushed you to do something here, and yeah, you, you don't know where where your life would have gone if you hadn't or whatnot, but you, your parents do. So, thank I you, think mom. Like a lot of the things on this list. What's interesting though is <clears throat> it's really important how your parents deliver this message, because these messages can all be really well delivered or really poorly delivered, and depending <laughs> on sort of your parents' skill, can be a great like a great piece of your relationship with them or a really tough piece of your relationship with them well the flip side of this yeah. is like can you imagine delivering this where it's like listen yeah. how old are you when you're in sixth grade like 10 yeah, like 11 or whatever you're like listen you 11 year old the decisions that you're making now will affect you for the rest yeah. of your life in these ways it's like a lot of fucking pressure like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well also if you're an adult if you're a parent i'm sure like like for me when i'm when i feel myself getting older it's like holy shit, it doesn't feel like a long time ago that I was in fifth grade and now I already have all this more knowledge that, like, you know... Like I said, it doesn't feel like long ago. How, how can I deliver that information to a kid who I still relate to in some way as far as age? Like, I don't feel that old. But he's going to look at me like I'm a fucking idiot. I had a problem when I, when I was a senior. When I was a senior in, in college and I was, like, a group leader or whatever for for some juniors, I felt like a fucking old man. I'm trying to like tell, like tell them what I learned as a junior. And I already was finding it hard to communicate to them without sounding like a geezer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, think about how fucking hard it is for your parents when they're like, want to just shake you and be like, dude, I fucking know I did this once. <laughs> right, you idiot. Right, yeah. You kind of, again, go back to like, yeah, your parents, your parents have already lived your life, right? Like, like, I, I know that every parents are different. Like, I'm not saying that like, but like, but for you specifically, right? Like, you're you're a product of them, so that they've they've like, you're you're naturally just gonna have like the same attributes as them, right? So, yep, totally. All right, hit us with number three, boys. Sure, right. sure. 
I, I was gonna I was gonna switch into switch to order a little bit, Cam, and go with go uh, like if you're like if you're gonna do like this kind of adds onto this one, but like kind of like if you're if you're gonna do something, do it correctly type of a thing, where it's just like whoa, right? Like kind of like right, the next thing is that like, like once I think I think there's a moment that you start to realize that right, like the like right now is forever, and the moment that you figure that out, everything that you're doing. You need to basically be doing it to the best that you can be doing, because it's kind of like what you said, right? Like the the super successful people, like back to like the sixth grade and stuff. Like the moment you figure that out, you've already run out of time, and you need to like make sure that either that you don't fall down anymore, or that you keep going. You know what I mean? Or like that, you, like whatever you're doing, you're gonna be the best at what you're doing. Like if you're flipping burger patties, you're gonna be the best bur- uh, pat- patty flipper ever, right? If Which you're, comes back to SpongeBob, right? Exactly. <laughs> You know, if you're gonna own a crab shack, you know what I mean. You better, you know, like you better be yeah. better than that. Chum bucket. It's gonna be Joe's crab shack. It's gonna be Joe's crab shack. This, That's right. <laughs> this is a, this is a big one with without. I was mom. gonna say if if we got to the end of this list and you hadn't said that the the one thing I would have added that mom says I've heard a thousand times from her is if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna take the time to do something, do it right. That's like. I think you nailed it, Dave. Like, it's not the obvious places where, like, of course I'm going to do the best I possibly can. It's something that you that you care about. That I care about. But, like, you have to be, if you're, the, if you're a bag boy. Like, I remember when I started my very first job, I was just bagging groceries. My mom said, be the best, be the best bag guy that they have there. Because before long, if you're the best bag guy, you're the cashier. And then if you're the best cashier, next thing you know, you're the best guy doing whatever you're running the deli or and once you do that you're managing the store you get you you only get to be trusted with bigger things when you can show that you can do small tasks to a great ability that's just really golden advice for anything you do in life that makes me think of something that my mom would always say where she would say like uh like he who is trusted with a little little is trusted with a lot you know what i mean we're like right like if if you can do you can do the small stuff well right then you, then, then, like you, 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 you'd be bumped. Like they're trusty with more things, right? So, uh, no, I, that resonates a lot, Kyle. Yes, yeah, and it's hard for me, especially. I wonder about this. Like uh, when you're in college and high school, it's easy to see where the next, uh, the next goal line is, right? Like you're playing a game of football, you know, you you need know you need to get to the end zone, and you know how many yards to go, but like. And when you're in high school, if you're bagging, you know, it's just for the summer. But for me, I'm still learning. It's like, I just graduated and there's no foreseeable goal line, you know. How How is this sustainable? How can I be giving it my 110% at all times, doing the best of my ability? So it's like, it's trying to strike that balance and figure out. But the answer is easy, right? It's easy to fall back and say like, well, no, you got to balance it out. But you think about this advice, it's like, you ha- you have to constantly be giving it 110%. Like, if you're doing it at all, you have to be the best that you can be at it. Well, I was going to say, like, it's, it's kind of like, right, like, it's it's like the moment that, like, it's like when, when you do something, right, like, as you start to get o- older, right, like, it's kind of like, like, you, you picking things, like, become, like, less, right? Like, you, you're, try- you're, you're honing in on what you're doing. So if you're honing in on that, like, like re- really focus in on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's it, it's not as like, of course, do the best that you can at everything. But like those things that you really, really want to do, like if you're going to do it, do it. So yeah, as one of the co geezers on this pod, uh, I I will say this is not a bit of advice, but it is a, an affirmation of what you're saying, Cameron. You know, I Kyle and I have been out of school for a couple of years now, and I would say consistently the hardest thing for me about being out of school is that goal line thing. 
like the heart, the number one, the number one most challenging thing about not being in school anymore is that there are not clearly demarcated goal lines for you and that you kind of have to find them on your own. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any sort of grand advice on how to do that, but I just, I would acknowledge that that's really tough. That's really hard. And I do think that that, that really favors this advice because, you know, you, f- you find stuff. And I think like Dave was saying earlier about, you know, the importance of being on a good team and liking who you're with. Like, I think what, what happens is as you get older, you just realize that a lot of the goals and the goal lines you kind of think you're driving towards are kind of artificial and, and you, you stumble into other ones that you realize, but the only way to stumble into those things is to, to do everything you do really well and to work really hard at it. And that includes, and is certainly not limited to your personal relationships, your jobs, your hobbies, like all of your pursuits. Um, so I think I think that the this is really great advice because it's probably the best solution to right. the hardest problem of being an adult out of school. Yep. And it's hard, right? Like I'm certainly very brand new to it, but the guys that I find are best in the industry have found like such a consistent baseline of performance that's just like super dependable, consistently performing. And for me, it's hard because it's like, well, you're going for your thesis, right? Like you have time, you have time. And when, and when it comes time for the deadline, you're going to hit it hard and you're going to deliver. But it's like, it's not so easy to like pick and choose. Like, when am I going to perform? And when am I going to take caffeine pills and stay up on it? Right. It's not like that anymore. So no, cause there's not, there's not those clear lines and think about like, I don't know. I'll, I'm, I'll speak for Kyle here and he can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, my most important job right now is is being a fiance, and I'm sure Kyle would say his most important job is being a husband. And like as you as those personal relationships take the place of a lot of sort of the external stuff that's like on your list for school, there are no markers for progress to follow. Like the the markers are just showing up every day, right? And doing this thing like Kyle doesn't have a next thing to work towards in his relationship with Legis, right? Like the thing to work towards is being the best husband he can be to her every day. Yeah. I wonder if even having a kid like helps with that, right? Like, well, we get the kid through school, then we can do that. It's almost like you're giving yourself a, you know, some consistency when the goalposts are always moving and you're trying to kick a field goal. But anyway, not to linger too long on that one. That one's, that one's pretty strong for me. It's good advice. And it applies to things outside of your career like you said mike it applies to your relationships and everything that's a good one that is a great one all right dave what's next all right so this is something that like uh my mom would always tell me all the time and the number two spot right she the number two spot yeah okay she was uh she was a teacher at the school that i that i went to and like she she'd always pull me aside and like again I didn't listen to a lot of the advice that my parents like told me growing up at all, right? So this isn't like this isn't like right? this is me kind of looking back and being like, wow, right? Like, nice work. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, like I'm not at all, but like, but like, but now it means so much more to me than like ever, right? Like it, it like I get it now, and like it, it's like, I'm trying to like trying to incorporate it much more than like be, because of the because because I see what they were trying to say. And so this one is, is guilty by association. So like in school, like she was a teacher, she saw who I was hanging out with. She saw, like, you know, like, the group of kids that I was with. And, like, 
they weren't always always the best kids, right? And they weren't always the best, like, doing the best things. And, like, I, I wasn't doing the things that they were doing. But just because just because I was hanging out with them, I was because I was associated with them, I, I might have well as just been doing it. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, something. Cam, you, you have a line. You you have a you have a little little phrase that that you say that I think yeah. it really rings true. I don't know where point. I heard this. I think this was one of our one of our class mentors who who said like, uh, we we had kind of a not a bad example, but like a strong a strong designer in our in our class, right, as a senior or whoever, and uh, just telling us to be careful, right? Like if if you hang out with three assholes, you're gonna be the fourth. So just be careful about <laughs> the way you walk through the studio, right? Because it doesn't matter how you act. You're gonna be labeled immediately, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. Moms have this like fucking sense. They just know like my kid's hanging out with some dirt bag, and he doesn't realize it, right? So they can always tell, and always you kind of right, yeah. yeah, you kind of know, right? Like if if this guy, whoever it is, is a bad influence or whoever, and it comes out in the end, and moms are usually not wrong. I will say, find a way to do it diplomatic diplomatically if you find you shouldn't be associated. Oh, please, with it. are you about so, to are you about to drop what I think you're about to drop? Come on. Well. what? Well, when I was in like fifth grade, oh. I remember my mom, this, I know, sorry to disappoint, but my mom was like, yeah, I don't like that kid, right? So I, in my head, I'm like, okay, I can't hang out with that kid anymore. I told him in the locker room, my mom doesn't like you. I can't hang out with you anymore. And <laughs> this is literally from like, the office when he tells the kid he's too dumb to hang out with. <laughs> he was like, dude, you're a bitch. And I learned not to like, just say that, <laughs> you know, like. That's incredible. What, what were you going to reference, Mike? Well, in the office, Jim tells that kid that his mom said he was too dumb to hang out yeah, with yeah, he's yeah, in, yeah. like, the lower math group. And then he sees him later <laughs> in life. He's like, oh, I'm surprised you're not flying rockets to the moon. Like, what are you doing, paper salesman? Yeah, exactly. Parents have a great sense for this. And it's probably because yeah. it's probably because they know that, like, I for me, I, when I think ahead a, bit, a little bit to that phase of my life, I, I get, I'm, like, preemptively worrying about the fact that, like, you can only do so much and a lot of like your kids development and like their personality ultimately is 100%. cultivated by who they spend time with at school and when they're not with you. And that's by definition, largely out of your control. And our parents did an incredible job, but we were also lucky in that we hung out with the right people. Very like, sneaky. Mike and parents Dave being excellent examples of that. Um, but I think that's why moms have to, moms and dads have to default, like have such a, keen sense of who their kids are hanging out with because they know the influence that those people will have on your development. They're good judges of character for the most part. I mean, in our, in our it's case, st it's stunning how good mom's judgment and character is when it comes to people I, I spend time it. with. But recently, so especially, yeah. And they're quick to prove when they're wrong too. You know, if they meet some guy who they had a bad feeling about it, you know, they'll be like, yeah, you know what? I was wrong about that kid. He's a good guy or whatever. And, not to say that they're the be-all, end-all, but it matters, they certainly though. have a knack for it. They certainly have a knack for it. All right, kids, hit us with number one. Go ahead, Dave. All right, so for this, it's, like, it's, it's kind of like we kind of touched upon it a little bit before, but I think like one of the most important things, that like I don't know, at least with, with my parents, is that like they weren't necessarily my friends, right? But like they, it didn't get to the point where they didn't like me. You know what I mean? Like kind of like like 
they are trying to help you the best way they can, and the best way they can do that, sometimes like a tough love type of thing, is that like school of hard knocks, Dave. Right, right, exactly. Right? <laughs> school of hard knocks, right? Yeah, but like, right, but like, right, like it, it kind of like the like, like, like my dad, like he'll joke, he'll joke with my friends, but with me, he keeps that, he keeps that, he keeps that, like the the straight face. He keeps like his like his his like his like uh, he, he was in the navy. He keeps his like his like na- navy like like hey, I'm telling you something, and you better listen. And like I think that's like really important because it's like it, it, it like differentiates like like what you're right. It's kind of, it kind of keeps you keeps you straight. You know what I mean? Like if you need to be corrected, he like you know what I mean. Like they can correct you. And like I think that's, that's like it's like one of the things like as a kid you're like, like why is my dad this way? Why is my mom this way? Right? But like really looking back, like you understand like I, you wouldn't have it any other way. It's also kind of like a the older you get the more you realize it's actually a big sacrifice to make because i know that i'm gonna want hmm. my kids to just just fucking like me like it's very important for me in general to be liked in my all of my relationships and that's not a good way to parent um and so i know in advance that's going to be very difficult well i heard someone say like don't allow your kid to be someone that you don't like either right like you see something that pisses you off like don't let him do that again or whichever, which to me is always like, how the hell am I going to raise a kid? And I finally heard someone, someone say to someone who could give some counsel, like it just, it's, it's a, it's finding the right mix of, of discipline. And, and that was a big one, right? Like, don't let your kid be someone that you don't like. Right. But also, yeah. Also like being able to make that tough call to like do something that is, is, is really going like, to at the time, like really hurt your kid. You know what I mean? Like, like a tough decision that's like you know what I mean like to you I, th- I remember like there were times that like my like my, my dad would like do things where like he like he wouldn't let me go to go to certain things with certain friends right or he'd like you know what I mean like he'd, he 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 wouldn't let me wouldn't let me like play play a certain a certain sport or something like that right and you're like like that really hurts right but like looking back like I'm so happy that like so happy that he did that for me you know what I mean and, and my mom too like I think yeah like it's it's it's, it's things that like you you don't know that somebody's looking out for you, but they can't look out for you by being your friend necessarily. Like yeah. you wouldn't listen. Well put. Hundred percent. Yeah, parents bail you out more than more than you realize. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, you guys just did an amazing job. That list is incredible. Well, we want it to be a discussion, so I'm glad we all kind of got to uh, chime in here and tell some stories and thank our parents. We all got great yeah. parents. Luckily, thank you, thank mom. God. Thank you, dad. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I think we don't need to do any reordering, and I, we certainly don't need to do any honorables. Um, so, Kyle, unless you have any closing thoughts, I'd love the boys to just uh, go back through real quick, 10 to 1, and then we can wrap this baby up. Yeah, why don't you guys do a quick recap of all the uh, all the things we appreciate about our parents? You want me to do that, Dave? You do it. You do uh, it. Yeah, okay, uh, we'll try to uh, have some brevity here. So, number 10 was uh, our parents have already lived our lives. Let's try and remember that. And uh, they're just looking out for you whenever they give you some point of advice. Number nine was, don't sweat the little things. They're all little things. Eight, parents know how to cook. Uh, seven, the hard truth. <laughs> Six, the school of hard knocks. Five, uh, don't burn your bridges. The people you know in your life appear throughout your life. Four, right now is forever. Three, if you're going to do something, do it right. Two, you're guilty by association. And number one, your parents aren't always your friend. Wow, beautiful. That was fun. I feel like we got um, 
a taste of what it feels like to be in the middle of a Cam and Dave uh, conversation. So that was a very pleasant <laughs> experience for me. We talk yeah, about it a lot. Beautiful. We do. We do. Yeah. It's I. We have a great. We have great conversations. It's good. And let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, let's do this again. And maybe we'll do. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do Dave's vices next. Oh, Dave's that vices. Yes. Now that they know you're a sweetie. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Do you want to say a couple things? Yeah. Well, first I'll say I love you, mom and dad. Shout out to them. Feeling very appreciative right now. And then I'll say I want to say an additional thank you to Kevin McLeod. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but goddamn, that shit is stanky that he puts out. Real stud. Stanky as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, also I I usually at this point thank my sister Erin for putting together our artwork. Which if you've seen our artwork. It's top-notch stuff, and if you want to see more of Aaron's stuff, it's all available on Instagram at Santasign. Amen to that. And speaking of social media stylings, you can check us out. Our main social media platform is Instagram. It's top10km with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. That's right. If you want to shoot us an email, you can do so at top10km at gmail.com. The 10 is also spelled out there. Our social media is led by our social media director, my lovely fiance, Caroline Labranti. You can find her stuff on Instagram at cml.photos. And finally, before we go, I'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of listening app, but if you're looking for another one, we are on Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So, gentlemen, that is all I have to say. I think that's all there is to say, except thank you, Dave and Cam. That was a good time. Yeah, thank you, guys. No, we thank had fun. you guys Thanks for letting us come on. It was awesome. Thank Very you. Very fun. All right. All right. Later, amigos. Later. Peace. Later. <laughs>